Hey, Exercise Confidence listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. In this episode, I sit down with a good friend of mine, Chandler Schuyler. Chandler's journey has been really unique in his confidence journey because Chandler isn't somebody who is a self-proclaimed confidence person. He was actually surprised when I asked him to be on the show. But I think that speaks to the fact that we can have a quiet confidence within us and a confidence that comes from a place of humility and really being secure in who we are. Chandler is currently competing in strongman competitions, so we get to talk about his fitness journey and the ups and downs that he's had with that and how some of the trials and triumphs he's faced along the way have helped with his confidence. Chandler also shares about his personal life and his faith and how all of those things have been cumulative parts of creating who he is as a whole person. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode of Exercise Confidence with our guest, Chandler Schuyler. Hey, Exercise Confidence listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. I am here with Chandler Schuyler. Chandler, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So Chandler, in about 20 seconds or so, go ahead and tell us about yourself. Okay, well, I don't like talking about myself, so (laughs) I asked someone else, (laughs) and they described me as multifaceted. Um, I love the outdoors. I love hiking camping. I just got into hunting this last year. Uh, Baseball has always been a huge part of my life. Uh, I also enjoy listening to music, playing music, discovering new music. Um, I like to find the humor in life, even in tragedy. I think that helps me cope with a lot uh, that's going on in the world and in my life. Um, I have traditional moral values. Um, A lot of my beliefs come from my faith. Um, and recently I've been doing more fitness type stuff. Um, I'm training for a strongman competition and yeah, I think my time might be up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, time, but I think that's a great stepping stone into who you are and what we'll get to learn more about you in this episode. So my first favorite question to ask my guests is, have you always been a confident individual? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I was actually shocked that you asked me to be on here because I don't view myself as a confident person. Um, so you asking me actually says a lot about how I may appear to others, but I always struggle with like how I view myself and just being self-conscious of like my body and just how I appear to others. Um, but to know that I come off as confident is actually kind of cool. So thank you for that. And, yeah, I think as I've grown and, like, become more grounded in my, who I am as a person and, like, what I believe in, I think that my confidence has definitely grown. I think there's a lot to be, like, deduced from what you said, because you said that you maybe don't see yourself as a confident individual, but the fact that I asked you to be on this show to talk about confidence because I see you as somebody that exudes confidence, it also shows a a lot of humility in the confidence that you have, which I think is an understatement in people that are confident because it's so easy to associate it with people who are boisterous, outspoken, um, really are okay with or intentional about 
you know, sharing the success in their life or what have you. Right. But I think that people who are quiet can still have that quiet confidence about them and have a good sense of self. So one of the things that you mentioned when I asked you if you've always been a confident individual was you said you've struggled and battled with wonder being self-conscious, right, about how you appear to others. And I'm wondering if there's any like intentional things that you're able to do to help you overcome those feelings of um, maybe self-consciousness or insecurity in your own life to help you be a little more confident. Yeah, so I think like a mindset that's helped me um, throughout my life recently is that you can only control what you can control. And if it's like a physical feature or like something that I'm self-conscious about physically, that's just who I am, you know? And like things that I can change, I can change for the better. And it's, it's not healthy to get bogged down on what's out of your control ultimately. So, I think that's something that's helped me with those things that I can't change. And for the areas that I can, I've definitely put effort into growing myself, be it reading books or working out or changing my association to hang out with better people. You name it. I've been making an effort probably like the last three to four years to do that. Like, Like a strong push for that. Was there like a big moment in your life that was the catalyst to this change of being more intentional with who you surround yourself with and really investing in yourself through working out and reading and all that or was it something that just kind of gradually was different choices over time for you it's always been something that I've strived for maybe subconsciously and like I mean I've worked out for like 10 years and I've made like progress you know here and there but never like drastic progress but I also had some good friends of mine step into my life they were like were strong mentor leaders for me and they really focused on growing themselves and so they instilled that into me and that's really when I started to be intentional about being a better person in all aspects of life how important do you think it is to be intentional with who you surround yourself with? Oh my gosh, that's such a key. Your association determines so much. And there's like a, a saying that if you hang out with like five broke people, you're going to be the sixth broke person or mm. vice versa. You know, if you mm-hmm. hang out with six wealthy people or five wealthy people, you're going to be the sixth one. And there's a saying that bad company corrupts good morals as well. And people rub off on you more than you know. And you take and give in those situations more than you know. And so being intentional about who you associate with is major. I've actually never heard that exact phrase, right? That bad company corrupts good morals. I've, I've heard caveats of it, but that's a really good one. And I'm going to take a moment to just talk to the listeners really quick because that could also be substituted for attitude or self-worth. Like, if you're surrounding yourself with people that have bad attitudes, that could corrupt your good self-worth. And if you're working on a journey where you are actively trying to grow who you are as a person, 
make sure the people that you're hanging out with also are too. Maybe it doesn't have to be in the exact same ways, but as long as they're striving to be better in their own areas of life and to be the best that they can be daily, that'll speak leaps and bounds about their character and it'll help you understand or it'll help you have a better understanding of if that's somebody that you want to allow to continue to be in your life. So one of the other things that is a big part of your life, I would say, and as you mentioned, is fitness, right? You said you've been working out really consistently, so to speak, for about the last 10 years or so. And and now you've just started on a new journey with fitness of really trying to break into the world of strongman competitions, right? Yeah. Which is dope. I yeah. freaking love strongman. Good God, if this episode ever gets to Brian Shaw, please. <laughs> I, he's like my love. I love that man. He's but awesome. <laughs> But how did that happen for you? Because whether you want to view it this way or not, even making the decision to just even start working out in a way that would possibly change your aesthetic and physique to be somebody who could compete in one of those competitions, it takes confidence. I think it takes a lot of confidence to believe in yourself and to make a decision that is good for yourself. And I think it's a very under um, undervalued form of confidence when you make a decision specifically for you that is a good decision for yourself. It really does come from a place of confidence. So let's talk about this new journey that you're on. Of one, just coming from a fitness background of being someone who's always worked out, but two, this really poignant and focused journey you're starting. This year has been one of a lot of change and growth for me. I made a lot of decisions for myself, which isn't something I had normally done in the past, be it cutting people out of my life that weren't healthy or changing jobs and living situations. Um, I really have been intentional about choosing myself this year and not in like a a negatively selfish way, but in a selfish way with like a positive spin on it, I would say. And um, actually the way I started in a strongman was because of coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) Good old COVID. uh, Yeah. I went to LA fitness before and then it shut down. So I had to switch gyms if I wanted to not gain the COVID-15, so, (laughs) which happened ultimately. Um, At least yours was just 15. I think mine was like 50. It was bad. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, no. I'll show you. I'll uh, I'll gladly send you a picture after this of what I looked like in June of last year. It was so bad. But, you know, we decided to exercise confidence in our ability to have self-control and to believe in ourselves to be able to work out and uh, eat right again. And now we're making good choices. And I feel great. And I'm really happy that I did. So enough about me. Back to your story. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> love that for you. That's my favorite phrase right now. Love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I switched gyms to like a smaller private gym. And they had these Saturday events just for their members that were called Strongman Saturdays. And I started hanging out on Saturdays and doing those. And I loved these movements I was doing that were so untraditional from typical bodybuilding or what you would find at a gym. And I was good at it. And I was strong. And the owner of the gym, he has won Strongman competitions in the past. And I was like keeping pace with him. And so maybe this is something I can pursue and really like channel 
just kind of mis not misguided, but just kind of like aimless um, effort I was putting into working out and like focus on something, you know, and see what I could really do and push myself to do. So my goal this year was to win a strongman competition. I don't know if that's going to happen. but <laughs> I believe in you. Believe in yourself. Exercise confidence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm also competing in a bodybuilding show in August. I don't know if I told you that, but yeah, so it's kind of the opposite spectrum of each other, but I just wanted to really pursue these two things and like see what I could push myself and my body to do and my mental limits and here we are two weeks out for my first strongman competition <laughs> well that is so exciting and we wish you all the best and i mean personally get me the info if there can be uh, spectators because i would love to be there to cheer you on absolutely i love being your cheerleader in all arenas of life you're such a wonderful person so i'm so happy for you first of all that you've found something that just clicked right because i think that's one of the greatest joys in life is to find something that just fits and feels right for you and who you are, your journey, and what you're achieving, whether it's um, in the fitness arena, whether it's career-wise or relational. So that's awesome. I love hearing that. Uh, but second, I want to talk about what the experience in the physical fitness industry, both casually and in this quote-unquote competitive right professional way for sure how that's affected your confidence because i think you can allow it to hinder or help your growth and the way you look at yourself so has your experience in the fitness industry helped or hindered your own personal self-growth and self-confidence it has definitely helped me it's always something i've been good at I'm a relatively strong individual. I don't like saying that out loud. <laughs> you don't? I do. Every chance I get, I'm like, I'm so strong. <laughs> I, like, size up a room as soon as I walk in. I'm like, yeah, I could squat everybody here. I could take them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know, something about, like, talking about my own strengths just makes me uncomfortable. But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll dabble for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honored. I'm honored, truly. Yeah, so working out has definitely changed my body, and dieting is also a big part of that as well. But it's it's helped me be much more confident because it's something that I'm good at and I succeed at. And in, I think that in equal amount of ways, it's also, it's helped me and also negatively affected me in certain aspects. So I think that you find yourself comparing yourself to a lot of people that are professionals in the industry. Mm-hmm. And there's a saying that I've heard that's uh, comparison is a thief of all joy. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It's a goodie. And I find myself having to check myself whenever I'm like, oh, man, I'll never be that shredded or I'll never be that strong. I'll never be that chiseled. And a lot of it's because people are on steroids. but. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I'm I not mean, there yet. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it takes hard work still, but of course, they're enhanced. And to compare yourself to those people is—it's not fair to yourself. It's not fair to who you are and the journey that you're on, because those people are in different places in life, in different parts of their journey in fitness. And 
maybe one day you can get to that point. But ultimately, they've made choices, and they have certain body types, and metabolisms that have put them there, and you're different, and you should enjoy who you are and where you're at, and invest in the person that you are today, not some other person that's gonna steal your joy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, 100%. That's such great advice. And I wish it was something that was talked about more. The word you used, enhanced, like, gosh, that that word could just quell a multitude of anxieties and insecurities that so many people have in society today. Because for myself, especially as a woman, and not to say that it isn't the same as a man, because I do think that men struggle with the same body image issues, but I think it's for some reason taboo to be talked about. But for myself, like I said, as a woman, um, I have battled with loving my body, you know, loving the skin that I'm in in all facets, whether it has to do with um, my acne on my face, then gosh, I'm nearing 30 and still getting acne like I'm in high school. Or, <laughs> or you know, um, cellulite, which nobody ever wants to admit, but, you know, dimples on yeah. my cheeks and dimples on my cheeks, like doubles. <laughs> it's like, it's just the way that my body is. And, and like you said, oh, I'll never be as shredded as that person or these things. And then there's just some things you really, really can't change. Like you're like, I mean, I guess you can, but again, it's enhancement, right? Like, sure, I can go get lipo and have stick thin legs, but... I mean, I look at baby pictures. I was like three years old in the swimming pool where we used to live, and I was already Michelin man thighs. Like, and that's just a baby. You can't change that about yourself. So sometimes, like, yeah, you see you see these images, especially with social media, and For people sure. are so enhanced. Whether it's a quote unquote perfect jawline or waist or legs or face, and you're just like, gosh, I'll never look like that. But I think one of the things that you can do with that same sentiment is to say it in a happy way, right? Like, hey, I'll never look like that, and that's okay. Because I look like me. And I'm uniquely made. And especially for the two of us as uh, people of faith, you know, you get to say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Like, and that is such a powerful thing that I I wish more people understood and and could hold true for themselves. Because it it is a really... I don't want to say it's powerful in and of yourself, but I think it is powerful in a way that lets you kind of release some of that control that we try to have and we get to like rest in that fact you know absolutely so choosing yourself I want to talk about that because I think choosing yourself is really important and like you said it wasn't out of a place of selfishness it was out of a place of doing what's best for you a lot of the times that is a reason why people don't choose themselves is because they're so afraid of being seen as selfish but what do you think so far, at least in your own life, has been the best choice you've made for yourself that has allowed you to, that you were really like confident in yourself when you made that choice? Like you're like, I have to do this for me right now. I don't want to get into this too much, but I was in like a very long relationship that just wasn't going in a healthy direction. Mm-hmm. And just pressure from family and like friends and society was like, oh, we should just get married or you know, you gotta, you've been together for so long, like, why aren't you married? Mm -hmm. And I think that no one can see what's going on behind closed doors in a relationship, and just, like, the turmoil that may may or may not be there, there was a lot of good things, but there's also a lot of unhealthy things, and I think that 
I had to choose myself for the both of us and mm-hmm. get, get out of that. So ultimately, I think it's all about boundaries and what you allow yourself to go through and be put through by others. And putting up healthy boundaries is, is not a selfish thing. It's a, a good thing. It's a healthy thing. I could not agree with that more. I know that I can empathize with you and the fact that I had to do that at one point in my life for, uh, yeah, I think the relationship was almost like six or seven years. And I mean, I was at a quote unquote marriable age. I think I was like 24, 23, something like that. But there was a lot of growth that needed to happen for both of us. And had we just decided to, okay, the next thing we should do is get married Um, Not to say that I can tell what the future would have been, but I could have, I could foresee a lot of heartache that we were able to, you know, detour from because you have to make a hard decision. And again, I'll address the listeners. I think setting boundaries is one of the hardest things to do, especially when it's relational with family or a partner because, or with friends. Because then you feel bad because, yes, it is a me-centric move to make, but you know it's affecting someone else. And at the end of the day, I think when you're a well-intentioned person, you don't want to hurt somebody. But sometimes what's best for you may be something that isn't going to feel so great at the time. Right, and that decision could also help other people grow Mm -hmm. and realize areas that they fall short. And, you know, growing isn't, an enjoyable thing it's hard and it's painful (laughs) like literally there's a term called growing pains like are you kidding me like that's funny god thanks for that one like nice irony there yeah no 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 no, i was just gonna agree with what you're saying that like growing isn't always fun and oh gosh there's a what is it there's a saying and i can't think of it clearly but basically like it has to do with like everything you dream of is on the other side of your fears or something like Um, that. I think it's, I've heard it differently. I've heard everything that has value is on the other side of your comfort zone. Yeah, that, that exactly that. Or like nothing worth having comes easy. All those, all those cliches, you know, (laughs) but yeah, you just said it. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Oh, I'm so Confucian. Um, but (laughs) But, yeah, no, I I think that a reason that some of these sayings are also so tried and true is because they're right. Or there is there is some nugget of truth to them because having to make those difficult choices, like you said, it, it could obviously benefit you in ways that you see immediately. But who knows how else it's going to impact others for good. And so I think right. that that's really, again, I hate to use this word, but I think it is a powerful thing to do. So that's... I mean, yeah, I know that was hard, but I think job. decisions like that can, like, build in your life, you know, and it can give you confidence to, like, go for a job you didn't think you could get, you know, and make more money doing that, or make better friends, or surround yourself with better individuals, and you just, you know, you don't know the butterfly effect of the choice that you're going to make, and the impact it'll have on your life, and it's, life is made up of small decisions, and those decisions take you places. You know, and, and your destination can completely change 
based on one small decision for the better for the worse if you don't do something or if you do something so i think that i hope that makes sense (laughs) it does it does again i'm gonna say something that i think i say in every episode is you don't realize what you're saying that you feel like oh it's just personal to me or oh it only makes sense to me so i hope that makes sense to you or the listeners or what have you but inevitably what you're saying is going to resonate with someone and i wholeheartedly believe that these episodes get in the hands of the people that it needs to get to for whatever reason for them to hear whatever it is that is um, meant to get to them through what we share so thank you i i do appreciate your openness and sharing that and yeah, the decisions that we make ultimately impact our life. And so I hope that you would decide to choose to exercise confidence every day in yourself. <laughs> but also <laughs> but also with decisions, um, a lot of the time, what we think is it's going to be the end of the world to make a decision and kind of stick with it. But even when you make one decision, it's not the end. You know, there's still going right. to be more opportunity for growth, for differences for what have you in life and decisions are really hard to make some people are very indecisive are you somebody who has been a decisive individual throughout your life or is that something that has come to you in later years that you've become better at like delineating your decision making oh man uh you know it's not something that is my strong suit (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it depends on the levity of the decision you're making, I guess. But if it's like, where do you want to eat? You know, I can do that all day. (laughs) (laughs) I love food. But if it's like, what do you want to do in life? It's like, that's huge, you know. Yeah. Um, So, I think the bigger the decision, the more effort needs to go into, like, researching your decision and your options and at a certain point you do have to make a choice and I think that it's something I'm growing in and I'm not very good at it I don't think (laughs) it's okay I mean I think it it sounds maybe odd to say but I, I think it takes practice like I think you have to practice making decisions you have to be really intentional in order if you want to like become a decisive person because ah uh, from you know my own growth journey uh i used to be horribly indecisive and i still have days where i am it's it's natural it's part of our human nature but i think in in terms of knowing what you want it can help you and i think if you can start with maybe simple things uh it has that snowball effect like you were talking about earlier of growing into bigger things so if you can make those decisions on a smaller level also if you can say no on a smaller level I think that helps with that boundary setting because if you can say no to simple things that you know you don't want then you can say to the bigger things that you know you don't want in your life because you need a change or because it is not aiding in your self-growth or in your confidence journey I agree thank you yeah I think uh, yeah (laughs) you're welcome Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, this newfound confidence this year has also affected my decision-making. You know, I've stepped into a new job direction, living on my own, you know. 
out of a relationship that wasn't healthy. And those decisions were not easy. And, you know, it's, I just had to choose what was best for me ultimately. And I think that definitely helps. So along with decision-making and people who are decisive, generally it is associated that their confidence because you think, oh, they're a confident person. They know what they want. They know what they don't want. They're going to be able to make decisions easily. Feeding off of that, how important do you think being self-confident is to achieving the success you want out of life? Hmm. So I think that self-confidence can be a factor uh, in the success of your life, but I think it's not a huge factor for me. I think that you can be successful without being self-confident. I just think that life can be more enjoyable if you're self-confident. And I think a lot of people that are too worried about everyone else or what everyone else thinks are just not getting the full potential from themselves or maximizing what they can or can't be. And I think that is a huge factor. Um, Yeah, I know there's plenty of people that just do the minimums and get by and slowly over 30 years they make their way into the position they want and that's fine but you can get there quicker and enjoy it more I think if you are self-confident so I guess yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) thank you that's what I love to hear on my show (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, thanks for talking me through that journey (laughs) love that for you yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really the only reason I have guests on here is just so I could share my own two cents, apparently. Share a little echo chamber. <laughs> yeah, for real. No. Kind of segueing out of that now and making it a little more personal again, has your faith aided in your self confidence journey? I think it has. I think that being a Christian has given me kind of a guidance through life that I can rely on just kind of has helped me set boundaries morally and has shown me the effect of my decisions if they're wrong what my life will be like and if I make right decisions what I could be like and it's it's helped me grow as a person for sure and uh, it gives me confidence in knowing who I am and what my life's purpose is and I think, is that a good answer? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Oh, she's shaking her head now. <laughs> no, that was a great answer. I, I don't think that there's really a way that I could gauge if an answer is good or bad, unless you're just like, well, you all suck. I'm the only confident person, so why even try being confident? Like, that's a bad answer. But yeah. <laughs> I think any answer that's sincere, yeah, it, it has value. It has meaning. It's going to impact the listeners, you know? And that's the whole reason I do this. I I know that for me, I was fortunate enough to have an upbringing where my mother is an insanely confident woman, and especially the women that I've been surrounded with in my family my grandma, my aunts that I'm close to, all very confident women, uh, strong women of faith, you know, very unapologetically who they are. And I loved that. 
and I, of course, am human and I have moments where I'm insecure, but having had examples like that, it shaped who I am and I'm forever grateful because I do love who I am as a person and that, and that stems from something deeper as well, but I know people aren't as fortunate. I know there are so many people that did not have confident role models or don't really have somewhere to turn to to get what they need out of life in terms of motivation, inspiration. So yeah, that's why I like doing this. That's why I like getting so many people from so many different walks of life and so many different backgrounds and people who are, like I said earlier, very boisterous about their confidence and people who are maybe a little more uh, cool, confident, quiet, confident, because it's all a range of different levels and different styles of confidence, but I want there to be something for everyone that tunes in. So yeah, your answer was fine. <laughs> no, no, it was a good answer. It was a good answer. But kind of branching off of what I just divulged, um, do you think your own upbringing hindered or helped your self-confidence as you grew? I think that it's did both. You know, um, I come from a broken home. My parents divorced when I was um, in second grade, I think. And I was I was the youngest of three boys. And, um, yeah, it affected my older brothers more than it did me. I didn't really understand at that age. And so my brothers made some poor decisions and got themselves into different kinds of troubles. And so all the emotional bandwidth of my family was always towards them. And I was just kind of on the outskirts of that, just kind of coping with everything. And... I never felt like I was heard or like seen, mm-hmm. you know, and and so that really affected me. I think later on in life that I don't like maybe I don't have anything good to say or nothing worth listening to. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like when you asked me, I was like, well, I don't even, what do I have to say? <laughs> yeah, I think that that effect was had on me. From the experience of growing up. Yeah, and, of course. Um, it also helped me in a lot of ways to know what not to do in life and what choices not to make. And so when people would offer me drugs or alcohol before I was of legal age, I could confidently say no, like I don't want to go down that path because I've seen where it leads. You know, I've seen the recklessness it can bring to someone's life and the heartache it, it can bring to parents and loved ones and that was a huge blessing in disguise for me and I'm I'm grateful for it but I wish it could have been learned a different way <laughs> you know and I wish I had positive examples but it is what it is I think my brothers grew from that and they're in much better places now and I have families and it's, it's all good you know but it helped me be confident in what to do and what not to do and now I have a voice to be heard, some may say, and by some I mean you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Of course, of course. Well, I'll touch first on what you just said because I think that one of the beauties of just being ourselves is that we all have something different to offer. And I know that my friendship with you has always been uh, such a positive point in my life. And you've always been such a kind friend you've always had encouraging things to say just 
again, like a light, a, a very like bright light in my own life. So of course I wanted to have you on because I knew that that's something I wanted to be able to share with others. But I can um, also empathize with you on having good examples of what not to do in life because uh, very almost exact similar what sounds like um, issue with my older brother and having a lot of that be a focus in the family and also having it be something that I saw how bad it broke my mom's heart and especially as I mentioned I'm so close with my mom and she's such a, a big reason and part of why I am who I am um, just knowing I like never wanted to put myself in a position that would do that to her because I saw just how distraught she became over certain things um and dealing with that so yeah I wish I I wish I could have had other ways to know to not do certain things and to be able to just say no to drugs and alcohol but um but you know it it's also good that you learn from that instead of following suit because again it's it's so easy to just be like well that's the example I had but then you can also go well that's the example I had and choose different so I think that definitely shows a lot of self-confidence and intentionally cultivating who you wanted to be and what you did and did not want to allow in your life so good job thanks (laughs) no honestly it could have been so easy I mean how often do we see it nowadays or so much underage drinking and drug activity and it's heartbreaking but yeah I do think that it deserves a, an attaboy and a kudos because it's not the norm you know right I think that yeah I think you can either be a victim of your circumstance or a victor over your circumstances and so many people choose to bear that burden of their childhood being so negative or you know their, maybe their father walked out on them and now they're mad at the world, you know, or maybe it's the the skin you were born with, the color of your skin, or like anything, you know, it's, you can choose to say, what was me and, and hate the world, and just be negative your whole life, or you can choose to rise above that and make the best of your opportunity. And it's, it's a beautiful country we live in and everyone has the same opportunity. You know, we all start in different places perhaps, but ultimately if you if you work hard you can make something of yourself and that's awesome no I agree with that 100% it I've always loved the thought of being a victor over my circumstances rather than a victim of it I know some of the listeners have heard this in the very very first episode I ever did but if you're new to the show I'll just briefly run through it my life got derailed after a car accident when I first started college and I was supposed to be a softball player at a D1 university on a scholarship, but being injured, that gets taken away really quickly. And I had to figure out a whole new life's path, and I could have absolutely chosen to what was me. And I did for a little bit. I won't lie. It, it was a very crappy set of circumstances that was really, really hard to work through, and it took a lot of intentional work and relying on others, too, like my family um, doctors, my church friends and all that. But I see now, like, I, I feel like I'm at a point where, you know, when you're like hiking, as you mentioned, you like hiking Yes. and every so often you'll come to a summit and you'll see a beautiful view, but it, it took a lot of work to get there. 
And you know that there's still more to go, but you at least take a moment to kind of reflect on where you're at, what you just did, and, and look at the beauty that's around you. I definitely feel like I've been fortunate enough to have that. So I would hope and encourage any listeners that maybe if you are in that valley right now, if you are facing something that is incredibly difficult or you've just been through something that has you feel like you've been steamrolled by life, I encourage you, if you choose to reach out to us at Exercise Confidence or another resource that can help you find a way to pick yourself back up and believe in yourself because those are the defining moments of our life. Right? There's another quote. It's like, it's not, it's not if we fall that defines us, but what we do after the falling. So, no, I agree with you, and I appreciate you for sharing that. I don't think that's a saying, but all right. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, I'm scrapping the episode. It's not going up. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, so for me, like, talking about that, it, it always makes me feel really confident in my own journey and what I've overcome. Do you have a significant moment in your life that maybe has been one of your most confident moments in life so far or something that was your biggest confidence boost in your own life this far? You know, I don't think that I could point to one moment. To be honest, I wish I had a moment for you because it really seemed like you were watching me. <laughs> I did, but it's fine. I'll just delete this part. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I think it's it's been a journey for me. I haven't always been confident in it's, it's everyday decisions and, and life choices that have got me to where I am today and, and the confidence that I exude without my knowledge of exuding. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think... Let's, I, I, <laughs> let's just, I was going to say, let's just create your own self-confident moment. It's going to come to you when you win your strongman competition. That'll be your confident <laughs> moment. Yeah, I think... Actually, you asked me to be on your podcast was the moment I knew I was confident. <laughs> so. That was your confidence boost. Yeah. No, I mean, winning this tournament would be sweet. And, you know, I'm not going to compare myself to the people that I'm competing against too harshly. <laughs> but ultimately, I'm just going to work as hard as I can. But only I can control that. Yeah, no comparison. It's the thief of joy. Right. We're not doing that. But, yeah, putting in that work and knowing that you gave it everything that you possibly could, regardless of results, like, it's it's going to feel really good. Like I said, regardless of what happens, you'll, you'll be able to, like, hang your hat on that. And you will feel really confident, you know? Absolutely. So we'll go ahead and start wrapping up our time together. I'm going to ask you my favorite last question to ask all of my interviewees, which is if you had one piece of advice that you could offer the listeners to help them exercise confidence in themselves every day, what would it be? I think that knowing who you are and what you're capable of is really where confidence comes from. And if you don't know who you are and you don't know what you're capable of, then seek advice from someone that you admire and you admire their confidence and ask for their perspective on what they see in you and what you can be and, and maybe research who you are and like what values you want to have and the mindset that you want to have in life and ultimately confidence will come through that because you won't be swayed by what people say or 
the circumstances of life and you'll know who you are and, and what you stand for and what you're capable of. Thank you so much for sharing that, Chandler. I do think that is a great piece of advice, especially for somebody who maybe is tuning in and just starting their confidence journey, maybe doesn't really understand what it means to know themselves or how to grow themselves. All of that was just spot on perfect, so thank you. Uh, also want to thank you for sharing your time with us here today at Exercise Confidence. I'm really grateful to have had you on and to be able to just learn more about you and your journey and share it with the listeners. So truly, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, listeners. What a fun episode. I mean, I had a great time re-listening and editing it because there was just so much laughter and joy. And I think that also speaks to the kind of confidence that Chandler has. It is one that comes from a place of joy. And I think it's imperative to remember to not compare yourself or your confidence journey because like he said, comparison is the thief of joy. And on this confidence journey that we are all on, we don't want to rob ourselves of that. We want it to be joyous. We want to enjoy it and incorporate all those things that make us uniquely ourselves. And again, I want to thank Chandler for everything that he shared and as well as sharing his time with us. For next week, I'm just warning y'all ahead of time, there will not be a brand new episode airing. I'm working on some things for the podcast, but don't go anywhere. Keep those subscriptions and notifications up to date because there will be brand new content covering a multitude of confidence aspects that we face on a daily basis, especially in society today. So I want to thank you so much for your time and for always tuning in to Exercise Confidence. It means the world to me. Signing off for today, I am JR Nasari, and I hope that you find a way to exercise confidence every day.